just be okay with the bumps in the road that come along the way because there will be a lot of them but I think going past them is just you just get to learn so much along the way which is so important Hey everyone, welcome to the Self-Employed Journey Podcast. I'm Cami Powell, your host, a self-diagnosed serial entrepreneur, successful business owner, author, and mom. I'm also a student working towards my PhD in business, driven to lead a movement of increasing small business success rates through an epidemic of failures. So each week, I'll be dropping new episodes filled with inspiration, motivation, tips and tricks to help you thrive and survive through the crazy world that is small business ownership. I've lined up some pretty phenomenal guests in a variety of industries that are ready to share their own secrets for running a successful business. Whether you're self-employed or you want to be, make sure to subscribe for updates on new episodes as they're released. Let's do this. Today, we're chatting with Lily. She's the owner of L&L Bakery in Ferndale, Washington. And I had an incredible experience finding you, hiring you, having you say yes in a time when you were super, super busy on Easter weekend to bake a cake for us. That was (laughs) a fun one too. How I found you was I Googled, I saw your Facebook, you had high ratings and I was like, let's give this gal a try. And when people started eating your cake... I thought they were going to like pass out over like (laughs) enjoyment. They loved it so much. Oh, that makes me so happy. (laughs) It was incredible. That is my goal. I'm really excited to chat with you here and get your story and have others who may be inspired to start a bakery or something that involves baking. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious how long you've been doing this. So it kind of started right after high school. I grew up with my mom doing cakes on the side quite a bit for friends and family that would just ask for it. She was she was always like a chef. She'd always cook with food, but occasionally she would do cakes because she went to yeah, pastry school. But she had one style. It was always kind of the same. And so I grew up kind of helping her with here and there with little things. Um, but after high school, I worked at like a coffee shop bakery for a little bit. And that's what got me really inspired. Um, but the part where I really started was someone wanted my mom to do a cake for my work. They were saying like, oh, yes, yeah, their party. Can she do this? And my mom, I asked her, she was like, no, like you do it. <laughs> so, so that's what got me started is that she kind of just was like, you know what? I think you could do it. Just go for it. And so she was kind of watching over me, helping me a little bit. And, and that's kind of how I started. <laughs> but it was just very little. I would do it for like friends and family who'd ask for it. And my work was nothing compared to what it is now. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of did it on the side for a bit. And then when COVID hit, I was at home more because I was pregnant during COVID. So I there was a few months where I did stay home. And so I had time to kind of play around with more things. And and I think I was doing cookies at the time. And then I posted it and people got all excited. And they're like, oh, I'll buy that from you. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then um, that's when I really started to do the full on like business part of it. Yeah. And so so it just kind of went off and I, I kept learning so much new things and taking on new requests and doing a bunch of research about how I should do different techniques and all that stuff. And so after I went back to work, after having my baby, I kind of realized I want to be my own boss. I want to do this. So that's when I kind of quit my job and took it more to full-time position for baking in general. <laughs> that's incredible. And yeah. I, I'm super curious because that pivotal point for 
anyone, and I remember doing it for myself too, when (laughs) you decide that you're going to quit your job and do what you love for Mm -hmm. a job, and that is self-employment, you're you're now self-employed, and so you're in charge of basically your paycheck. Did you have fears of like, how am I going to do this? Like, is this going to work? Anything like that come up? Definitely. <laughs> My husband was helping me throughout this whole thing. And thankfully, so he's, he's a CPA. So we're at a point where, you know what, financially, we could kind of strap our, our finances in and, and we can do this, like us just being on one income. So I was super grateful that we had his income. So it was kind of like more doable for me to kind of pursue this. So everything that I had made just went right into the back into like the bakery business because we are trying to, you know, have a storefront eventually. So we're trying to just build it up as much as we can and stuff. There were fears about the whole process. I was so scared. I was so intimidated with all the licensing and like if people are going to actually want to order enough, if it would be something to where I could make enough money during the month to prove like, okay, we can do an actual storefront because I'm doing so much like orders and stuff. But yeah, so at first, just the intimidation of like all the licensing, the business license and paying the taxes and all this stuff, it was very scary. But I did thankfully have my husband's help for a lot of it because he's way more into business than I was. Um, You're and so then, lucky to have oh a my CPA goodness, yeah. as a husband. FYI. I know, but he's still very stubborn. He makes me do some of the, um, you know, I still have to do all my my tracking and stuff, and and putting in all my my orders and all the amounts and stuff. So I try and push it off to him. He doesn't always let me. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I I'm so lucky to have him to to be my guide with a lot of the the business aspect of it or the all the financial part of it too is such a blessing. <laughs> So if anyone is listening and they are like, I want to do that and we could reduce the intimidation a little, like, do you have any advice on like how, like the licensing and all of that, like after so, you've done it, how do you feel now? And it's what you definitely not scary now that it, I, now that I did it, it's so not as scary as I was making it out to be. I think just going through the steps and just actually doing it is like the hardest part because it always seems harder than it actually is. If you go online, I mean, it'll have an outline of everything that you need. So all you have to do is just take the steps and doing doing everything that's just written out right in front of your face. Right. <laughs> um, so so that is just not letting it scare you and just taking action is just very important. Um, awesome. I did get help from uh, SCORE in Bellingham. We took advantage of their help quite a bit. And yeah, we talked with them and we went to a couple courses. And it's just so nice to have like mentors right there at your fingertips, basically, because you could call them. I had um, a couple phone calls with a nice guy over there as well. But before COVID, they were offered so many classes and I think they still do. But that's like a super amazing resource for someone that's like local here. Actually, for anyone. So I'm so glad that you brought this up because I do mention this in the first book is that is a huge resource for anyone. And it's nationwide. People can go on to the SCORE website. And with this time and the pandemic and what we're in, I'm certain that you could probably find, you know, all those mentors, they volunteer their time and they go through a process of being interviewed and hired for Mm -hmm. being a mentor. And there is so much 
research that proves having that mentorship and starting it from the beginning allows you to be more successful. So I love that you brought that up. And I love that you started that way. Yeah, no, we had my mom and I had no idea how to start. This was before I think right before I had gotten married to or before I met Jacob or something, my husband, sorry. But we had no idea. We've never been into, you know, the business aspect of things. You know, it's always been, okay, we get hired at a job. We do what they say. So it was very scary at first, but they did help quite a bit with guiding us. And it was just, it was so nice to have them there as well. So what was your process of like getting customers in the beginning? At first, it was just a lot of like my Facebook friends. I would post something. So I think posting stuff on like Facebook and Instagram helped so much just because people it would get in their minds like oh cool she does this maybe in the future I'll, I'll order that or something or or I have an occasion coming up I'll message her so a lot of the time it was just that's how I kind of started is just people saw what I what I did and then they messaged me or I'd direct people to my Facebook page and um after that, almost always, it was just word of mouth. People would message saying, hey, I tried your cake. I want to order and stuff. So they were at a party that someone else had ordered my cake at. So that was, I think, huge. Just word of mouth goes so far. Definitely. You don't know this, I don't think. And other people, maybe if they've read the book or have heard me talk about it before on a podcast, I used to actually own a cake business. Oh my goodness. Yes. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Between 2007 and 2009. And I was pregnant with my daughter in 2008 and I had her in 2009. So I was doing it through being pregnant and working mm-hmm. full time. Mm-hmm. And okay, why I'm bringing this up? Well, one, because we can relate. And my yeah. mine was very much tailored to the wedding industry oh yeah and doing the big crazy elaborate wedding cakes and I am also very creative and very proud of what I can make and look at it and go oh my gosh that's beautiful right yeah oh that's satisfying (laughs) it's so satisfying however what (laughs) the reason why I don't do it anymore is I found myself not eating like having so much stress the day of the delivery, it gave me so much anxiety that I didn't want to do it anymore. It took away the fun. So why I'm bringing this up is I'm curious for you if they're like, have you been able to conquer that? Because I couldn't. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too stressful. I'm so hard on myself all the time. So I'm constantly panicking like, oh my goodness, I have to have this perfect. I can't mess it up. They're Oh my gosh, the million things that are going through my mind. <laughs> but um, part of me is kind of crazy because I love being super occupied. I love multitasking, doing all these sorts of things at once and having a tight schedule. Some, some parts of me love it, but then there's other parts that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I need more family time and I'm going crazy. So the balance that I've come up with is just saying no to people is just so important for me. That's huge. Yeah. So I will, I'll take on like a few orders or something for, you know, a weekend or even a day or something like that. But learning to say no has been so huge because I was at the point where like, 
I would be so busy. I would forget to eat or drink water during the day. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just not good. And then I would get grouchy, which is definitely not good. <laughs> um, so then I, I kind of reeled it back and I had to take a look at it and take a break and, and see like, okay, well, how could I manage this to where I'm able to take on some orders, but still have my sanity and still have like family time. So part of it was just telling people like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not available to do the orders or whatever, but it is it's so difficult. And I am a people pleaser too. So saying no is so hard, <laughs> but I finally learned that part. And, and now I can do it kind of calmly and be more content with it and, and really deliver a high quality product because I have so much more energy that I'm putting into this one order. So it's, it's a lot nicer. I love that. That's a big lesson because yeah. I think all of us that start a business, we go into it going, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. You want to take it all because you're like, this is new and I don't know, like, yeah, right? Yeah, but then you definitely. get overwhelmed. And so you've now set a structure and balance for what you feel good about, exactly. and you can, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you can manage it and... um that will not lead you to burnout like I did. Yeah, it's been a, a big learning curve. I am curious how you determine your pricing. Oh, yeah, that's been difficult. <laughs> so I, I did a lot of searching. I looked at other other bakeries, like local bakeries near us, um, to see what kind of things they were offering at what price, just to get a bit of an idea and see like, okay, well, maybe I can kind of price it similar, but still competitive with what's out there. But we also costed out all the stuff that it takes to make the cake and the time it takes and the electricity it takes and the gas it takes. So we tried to cost that all out so that we can really price accordingly. So part of it was that is just trying to track everything that it takes to make a cake and then also seeing what other people are kind of charging so that way I can be kind of in the same market and stuff. Have you ever accidentally undercharged? Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, because um, then there's there's times where I'll just get super excited and I'm like, oh, well, because if I talk to the person and we say, okay, it's going to be like this and this, okay, here's the price. But then if I get a little excited, I'm like, oh my goodness, it would be just amazing if it was a little bit taller or it had like this and this decoration. And it's where I like, you know, I should be charging a little extra for certain, you know, expensive decorations. But to me, um, I don't know, this is not the greatest way to operate. But to me, it's so much more worth it to provide something that's just amazing. And I feel so great about it than to to worry about the pricing. But I know I need to to be more strict with my pricing. But most of the time, it is just I only I underprice because I end up making a certain change to it that I think will make it just so much better. Yeah. So that's usually why in the beginning I did underprice so much more with every single cake. It was because mm-hmm. I didn't do the research. I didn't do the costing or anything. So I was basically even giving my work for free in the very beginning. Plus I wasn't confident in it as well, which had a lot to do with it, but now I it's a lot better. True. Yeah. And any, and I was going to say your CPA husband probably was like, what are you doing? Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He gave me some lectures. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a CPA, but I have an accounting background and I've worked with a lot of CPAs. And so I know I am just like him. I probably would be what's happening, but you do definitely. Okay. So you just mentioned like, it's almost like you 
you're not the confidence. Right. So I yeah, had that in the beginning yeah. too. Like other people around me knew I was amazing and they kept telling me I was amazing and you'll do great and da, 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 da. But until you build that own confidence in yourself, yeah. the ability to say, Hey, like I'm not working for free or I'm not actually going to pay for you to buy this cake. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? like, yeah. I, like, I love that you love what you do and you're, you're willing to put in extra to make it exactly like that just to me means that you're passionate about your job and you're, it's not about the money. Yeah, definitely. Super important, but also Mm -hmm. we have to buy groceries. (laughs) Exactly. I know it's like everything's getting more expensive and stuff. So the like living in general, but so, I mean, I know that it's as much important to do the correct pricing so that way I can afford to continue my this passion of mine but (laughs) that's the scariest thing for me I think that I see is that people they have a passion and they go into business and they do what we were talking about in the beginning where they're not seeing their value and they're not charging enough and then they can't continue so they go and work for someone else when this service that you're offering and the cakes that you're doing and the desserts that you're making are incredible. And so to lose that and lose your passion for that would be really devastating. Oh yeah. I couldn't imagine it to us. Right. Mm -hmm. So we got to make sure that like the business is operating in a capacity where you're able to cash flow and Mm -hmm. make sure that you're at least making enough to where you feel comfortable and you don't have to go work somewhere else, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, what's like the hardest thing about working from home? Probably learning when to stop. Yes. Yeah, that's been probably the hardest. And it's been quite a bit of like a learning curve as well. Because sometimes there would be, there used to be so many nights, so many nights where I was from when I woke up, past when I should have gone to sleep, I was I was working on like cakes and stuff and orders because I wasn't doing the proper time management. So that part of it was very difficult. It was putting more stress on the family and stuff. So and that's not what I wanted. So I, after that, I had to really, really try hard to schedule myself accordingly to do the correct like preparation. So that way I'm not stuck in those 3am baking nights. <laughs> So that that part's probably been the hardest is being able to walk away from it. So so if you go to work, you know, you're done, it closes and then you have to go home. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm already home, then I could just keep working. So that part's been quite difficult, but I have gotten a lot better about it and just being able to space it out more and if I schedule myself accordingly, then I will not get caught in those situations, which is great now. Do you use any type of software or like app or anything to help you? I don't. I only I use my calendar excessively, but that's that's about it. I put everything in there Um, from when I do the drop off from when I have to make the cake and the decorating when I have to buy the certain ingredients for the cakes. I put everything in my calendar so that way I won't miss a thing because I used to be super forgetful. (laughs) Do you think that you're going to end up? moving towards getting a commercial location? Definitely. Um, So the whole reason why we start at home is because I don't believe in failure. I, I wanted to be, I know that I'm, we're going to be successful. So I wanted to take the proper steps to ensure that we will have no matter what success. 
so that's why we started very small. We just did, you know, friends and family at first. Now we're the whole business part of it. We're still at home, which is still fine. But so I wanted to make sure that we were going to be having enough income, having enough orders coming through so that we can afford to have an actual uh, location. But also I wanted to make sure that all of our recipes, everything that we were doing at home, I wanted to have it all locked down before we had a bakery. I didn't want to be playing around with recipes every single day if we have a bakery because that would just, there's already, I'm sure, a million things you have to do when you have an actual storefront. So I wanted to have everything completely solid. I wanted to have our plan really tight down. So that's kind of why we went the home route. At the moment, we are taking a little bit longer to have our storefront just because of family and having decisions to have more kids and stuff. So um, that's played a huge part in it is just having enough time with our kids. So I know that we will have a bakery. It might not be next year or the year after, but I know we will. You <laughs> so know, I'm confident in it. Yeah. You know, what's awesome though. And this is why I love the home base idea mm-hmm. is that you're able to balance you know, it was a struggle in the beginning and it probably, it will be off and on because I am the same and I work from home, but mm-hmm. it's definitely beneficial when you have kids and you're growing a family. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's been so nice. Cause I, I have an eight year old and a one and a half year old. So it's been so nice being able to stop and I could take breaks whenever I want for my baking and, and I could be with them or cook them lunch and stuff. And it's just, it's just nice to be able to have them right by my side the whole time. They're not in the kitchen while I'm baking, but right. you know, like I can, it's just so nice to have them around. In the research that I'm doing right now, this is kind of tying into that is children with, you know, experiences or with parents who own their own business. And so here you are at home and you've got kids and they're watching you. And I'm curious, what about your childhood? Like, was there anything in your childhood? Like you said your mom was doing it. Was she doing it like you are? Not, not quite. Um, for when she did it, it was kind of like maybe once or twice a month. So she she would kind of just do it on the side. It would very be very minimal. Um, but I do definitely remember those stressful days where we would tr- we were trying to help her deliver the cake and stuff, and we were trying to help in any way we could. And she would teach us things along the way. And it would be, that part of it was really nice because I got to just watch and learn quite a bit. I do remember very, very well, there was some Saturday nights where we'd get woken up super early by this loud sound of the mixer. (laughs) (laughs) So I do remember that. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it it was quite a bit. It was still in our our childhood and growing up and stuff. So we got to see it quite often. And it was was nice just to learn new things and to see her doing, have these different skills that we don't get to see every day. So it was was nice. Right. Do you think that that inspired you to kind of do your own thing? I think so. That had a big part of it. She's the co-owner of of our business. And so so her she was always very fearful. She always wanted to do her own business, but she was always very fearful of it. So when I came along, I think it got her so excited that there was someone else to pass it along and stuff mm-hmm. and and so it was just really nice that we get to do this together now and like being around her and seeing like her passion for it growing up, it definitely kind of has that little spark in me that that made me want to do this as well. 
I love that so much. Yeah. Part like, of it was also like working in a bakery for some point. Um, yeah. Just for like a few months. That was like, oh, okay, this isn't too hard. <laughs> I could do this. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too will go, oh, I'm going to get some experience before I go out on my own. And so that was your little bit of like, oh, right. Okay. So I'm very curious about your process as far as did you have to go through any health department type stuff? Yeah. So I'm on a cottage license order to do that. They Got have it. to come, they have to inspect. Um, and so that part, I mean, it wasn't too hard. It's just a little bit more difficult because then you have to have like tubs all over the counter for the extra sink compartments and then you have to have the kids out the whole time, which that part is pretty difficult because if they're like upset and crying at the baby gate, then it's like, okay, I need to stop and, and take a break. But the biggest part of the cottage license was just all the labeling and all the ingredients and stuff you have to put. So that part was kind of, it's still kind of difficult for me to keep up on it. But yeah, so, so it wasn't, it wasn't all that bad. It's just, you know, just nipping it in the butt and and getting the whole like application turned in is, you just got to get it over with, I think. <laughs> I love that they have that now. Cause when I was doing it, they did, well, they did have a form of it, but you had, your kitchen had to be not in your house and then yeah so it was a little bit different and this is of course like Whatcom County specific so anyone Mm -hmm. listening to this who's in a completely different state or country like it's not gonna matter but the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there typically is when you have food like you Mm -hmm. there's regulations right and what's super cool is that they have this cottage license now for you to be able to do this from home as long as you comply with ABCDEFG. And before I, when I was doing it, I had to go and get a commissary kitchen. Yeah. That's what we were looking at at first. Yeah. So that, I think that's really cool that they've done that and that you're able to keep up with that. Yeah. It's really nice to be able to have this like option. (laughs) It's, and it saves a lot of money, just not having all the overhead of of having to pay extra rent to a commissary or to like a commercial kitchen or a storefront. So it is just like super nice to have this option for, especially for us being wanting to start off kind of slow and small. It's been a lifesaver being able to do this as well. Okay, well, does your kitchen have like the huge mixer? Like how? No, (laughs) no, I have like I think it's like a five or six quart mixer. I have two of them. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, But I know I I've like dreamt about having the huge, huge ones. Those things look so cool. (laughs) Right, where you like you may have to cut out like a piece of your kitchen so you can have this huge mixer. Yes, it would be so worth it to me. (laughs) Right, I'm gonna gonna side on you with that and go, husband. I know. This is what we're gonna do now. One day, I know yeah. when, when we, um, I mean, eventually when we, we get our storefront, that will be a necessity. But right now with the volume that we have, it works fine in our, our regular like six quart mixer. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank just, you. <laughs> I love these stories. I love hearing them. Uh, it's definitely been a journey, but it's been so cool. Such a learning process, but I love every single bit of it. What do you feel like you don't know yet? Oh man, there's a lot I probably don't know. Um, you know, the thing that is still intimidating because I haven't I haven't reached that yet, but having employees and having, you know, that part seems scary to me. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. All the rules and I think also having to like rely on other people's it's been it's harder for me. Mm-hmm. But I know that if you have a good relationship, then you know, the workers will be there. 
But yeah, it's just, I know that like, if I say I'm going to go to work, I'm going to be there. I'm going to, I know how much I can put in, but with everyone, it's just so different. So I feel like the process of hiring people would be quite difficult to find the right match. And I don't know, that part's just scary to me. (laughs) I love that you're admitting that is scary because to a lot of other people, they're definitely going to be able to relate to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that how you've said, like, I guarantee you, if we talk in like a year or two, you probably will have grown over that. Um, Like you're saying like, oh, I had to learn how to say no. And, you know, the process that you had to go through to get your cottage license, huge, Mm -hmm. right? And the employees and all of the you have a husband again, who's a CPA who, I mean, I don't know what he specializes in, but he probably has connections on, yeah, <laughs> on all of the stuff that you need to do to employ yeah. people. But I will say, I do feel sometimes there's some people that will definitely come into your life and become employees and they are like, they take the business on as their own as well. Yeah. Yeah. But there are, and I see like the hesitation of being like, oh, but I don't know, because they're not going to do it like me. And that is the perfectionism. In, yeah. Right? So cool. Yeah. Like the fear of like, okay, well, I would do it this way. And that person's doing it that way. And I don't know if I like that. Like, <laughs> In my mind, I just go crazy. But yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know that when it happens, it won't be that bad. Like it, it will be like all the other stuff where it seems scary at first, but when you do it, then it's like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. And I hope that when that part comes that I could find people who are like almost as passionate as I am. And then it'll be like, no problem. <laughs> I think that if you set your standards, you had to go through all this and then set your structure. Like you're going right. to learn through it just oh, like yeah. everyone else. Yeah. And I think that If that's what you want, some people end up not having employees and they're super successful and happy. So like, maybe not, maybe, maybe the children are going to start working soon. Ooh, I like that. Right. (laughs) We can (laughs) feel like we might have more power. I don't really know. Maybe. I mean, there might be some sass back and forth, but there's no guilt in telling them what to do. (laughs) Nope. And you can take away I don't know. The TV. I don't know. I'm curious. I'd love to chat like in a year from now and just see like where you're at and how things have grown. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. And if you have any more little ones on the yeah, way. We'll see. We're still talking about it. <laughs> That's so exciting. Do you have any piece of advice that you feel anyone wanting to do what you are doing could benefit Um, from my my biggest thing I think is pretty much to get failure the word failure out of like your vocabulary out of any sort of possibility in my mind it's like you have a destination but the route to get there it might include so many detours and you just kind of have to be going with the flow with it but know that it's okay if it takes you a little bit longer than your original goal the journey and getting there is so important and and just have in your mind your end goal and just be okay with the bumps in the road that come along the way because there will be a lot of them but i think going past them is just you just get to learn so much along the way which is so important and that's why we call it the self-employed journey, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I don't I don't believe in failure either. And I love how you just said there's bumps in the roads, but there's different paths. 
yeah paths and we get to choose which way to go and failure isn't an option because it's not actually a real thing we learn from everything mm-hmm. and it's the self-employed journey and you keep going exactly exactly in my mind yeah my goal is to have like a bakery within you know a few years or whatever but I am totally okay and I will not stop even when I'm like 50 60 70 years old I'm going to have a bakery oh (laughs) so I still have it in my mind no matter what and I know it's going to happen and you know if it happens just down the road then that's okay as long as it happens (laughs) the determination in your voice is clear (laughs) That you will have a bakery and one day I will be sitting there eating a piece of your cake. Yes, that's right. I can't wait to see you there. (laughs) Just do a shout out to your Facebook page so people can go and see your, or Instagram or whatever. So on Instagram, it's Laura, so it's L-A-U-R-A, and then Lily is spelled L-I-L-I, bakery. For Facebook, it is the same, so Laura Lily Bakery. But yeah, Instagram is a a good go-to for my portfolio. (laughs) Yeah, it's incredible. So everyone, I'm saying everyone go look. It's amazing. You're an artist for sure. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's so nice. No, thank you for having me on. This has been so great to be able to talk to someone who has similar passions than me. It's so nice. 